Hello, and welcome back to The Fire. My name is William Fritz, and thank you for tuning in to episode one of season two. I hope everyone had a safe and joyous holiday season, and we're glad to have you back as we embark on a new year and a new season of the podcast. I first want to extend my gratitude to every listener who gave us a chance last year. The response has been met with more support than we could have ever imagined, and we are proud to have had over 100 listens last year across multiple platforms from listeners in the United States, Puerto Rico, and Germany. So thank you once again for playing a role in that. If this is your first time listening, I hope that you get something out of today's episode. Please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or anywhere that you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at the fire underscore podcast and join our Facebook group where you'll be notified of any updates and when new episodes and content are released. For this season's premiere episode, we'll discuss the importance of gratefulness and how the journey to it is not as easy as some would make you believe. As always, I'm grateful for your listening ears and we'll get into the episode right after this. As a child, it's most likely that you've heard at some point the importance of being grateful. Grateful as in the feeling of showing appreciation for what you have. For someone who grew up in the church such as myself, this idea was an integral part during Sunday school, sermons, group gatherings, songs, and other events. It was taught to me at home as well with the understanding that having a place to lay my head, clothes to protect me, and food on the table was not a given for everyone. That no matter how hard it may seem, there is always someone who would trade places with you in a heartbeat. That you shouldn't complain about what happened to you or what you don't have, but be grateful for what you do and be thankful to those who provided it for you, whether you believe that to be individuals or a higher power. Much of this was highlighted in a recent blog post by renowned author Mark Manson. If you haven't heard of Mark, he is described by Men's Health Magazine as the local drunk who spent too much time in the philosophy section of the bookstore. He is a New York Times bestselling author and has sold more than 14 million books worldwide and has changed the narrative of how self-help, mental health, and self-improvement can be conveyed to the masses. His work has been described as confrontational, crude, and even shocking due to his, quote, goal to challenge the cultural notions around emotions, vulnerability, shame, and sexuality, end quote. If anything, his work dares you to pay attention, and that is what has set him apart from his peers. The topic of this particular article was called Shut Up and Be Grateful. It contains a lot of the in-your-face tough love that his words typically carry. However, to summarize, what I took from the article are these main points. Number one, gratefulness and appreciation are tied to happiness. Number two, practicing gratitude makes one happier. Number three, we are living in an age where we have numerous resources to improve our lives, whereas before us, We did not have those opportunities. And number four, the human mind overemphasizes the negative. 
the loss of something is two to four times more painful than the joy of gaining the same thing. I have to say that I generally agree with all of this. On paper, many segments of the world's population have rights to certain freedoms that their ancestors did not have many years ago. And the internet has made information so accessible that you can speak to the device on your wrist and it'll respond back to you with what you requested in a matter of seconds, if not quicker. But here's the thing, just because all of this is true, it doesn't take away the feelings you have about what is currently broken in your world. If a black man like me experiences racism, his first thought shouldn't be of gratefulness because he's not enslaved like the black men before him. Struggles, anxieties, pain, and hardship will exist in every generation of life, no matter how advanced the world has become. Mark's blog post briefly addresses that you can't ignore what's wrong with the world and that everything isn't sunshine and rainbows. This is true, but he only addresses this in two sentences. I don't know about you, but when I experience pain, loss, and hardships, I sit with that a little longer than two seconds. There's an opportunity to expand on what that journey to gratefulness can look like. And that's what I'm hoping to paint for you. I think it's fair to say that all of us are looking for happiness in our lives, however you may quantify that. And each day presents a different opportunity to find that happiness in a world that can consistently put obstacles in your way. But those obstacles that I like to call curveballs can hit hard sometimes. It can make you feel depleted, empty, and vulnerable in ways that you never imagined. It could be a failed relationship, a lost job, the death of a loved one, lack of financial resources, lack of support, or any number of different situations that can leave you spiraling in emotional turmoil. Think about a time when you felt something like that. In the midst of your free fall, did you actually think about how much better off you were than others? If you did, kudos to you, and I aspire to have that level of emotional maturity. But by and large, being in the midst of those particular feelings can be a lonely existence and gratefulness can seem far off. The key to climbing out of that hole, however, is to acknowledge what happened and the hurt that you're experiencing. Feel your feelings. Without acknowledging what happened, things can build up inside of us and give life to bitterness, anger, and resentment. Those things are as far off from gratefulness as you can get. Grieving your loss, be it metaphorical or literal, is essential to gaining the perspective needed to embrace gratitude. It's at that point where we can assess the situation for what it was, understand that we are stronger for it, and then come to the realization that our worlds did not stop and we're still here to go after what we want. That's what the journey of gratefulness looks like. One of my best examples of this was when adult life hit me hard for the very first time. I had recently graduated from college and had my first real job in Nashville, Tennessee. I was so proud of myself. I was determined to begin my professional career away from my hometown and begin what I felt like would be the start of a successful life as a banker. 
I had also just begun the most meaningful and wonderful relationship with my now wife. So I was living in a period of beautiful bliss. She came out to visit as I got accustomed to the new city, and for the first time in my life, I was earning real money, or what I thought was real money from my viewpoint at the time. I had my own apartment in a nice area that was as large as my childhood home. I was wearing suits to work. I felt professional and accomplished, and I even got myself a new car. You couldn't tell me anything, but that feeling of elation lasted for about three months. You see, I, like many of the millions of college graduates across this country, have contributed to the $1.3 trillion of student loan debt in the United States that is continuing to grow. And like many, I chose to defer repayment of those loans until six months after I graduated from college that May. It's not like I forgot that they would come due, but it was almost an out of sight, out of mind situation. I was earning money, I felt grown, and didn't mentally prepare for the reality that would soon hit me like a brick. That November, three months into my new life, I received those first student loan statements. My heart dropped. I had already come to the realization in the months leading up to this that my salary I initially thought was real money really wasn't. In my naive mind, I didn't account for the constant impact that rent, utilities, and insurance would have on my funds. I was spending money to visit my girl at least once a month, and then I bought that car, something else for me to pay for. And now they want me to pay back these loans? And it's how much? Oh no, I can't do this. And I had one of the few moments in my life where I spiraled and panicked. I thought that I had failed, and I didn't know what to do. All I could do was escape to my car that night and drive. I thought about all the ways that I messed up, how I shouldn't have done this or I shouldn't have done that, how stupid I was and that there was no way out of this situation. I ridiculously envisioned being thrown out on the street, evicted from my apartment, and having to move back home erasing every feeling of freedom that I experienced in those first three months. I called Aaron in the car that night and began to unleash all of those feelings and emotions. I typically don't cry often, but I did that night. Ashamed and feeling lost without a sense of direction or purpose. She listened and encouraged me like she always does. But at that moment, all I saw was emptiness and no way out. But something happens when you feel your feelings. The grieving process is the first step in moving forward. And when I woke up the next morning, having released that fear, frustration, and anxiety, along with my tears, I knew that there had to be a path forward. I took inventory of what had happened and decided to think logically instead of emotionally. I began the process of consolidating the loan into a manageable monthly payment and the clouds suddenly began to disperse from the storm that reigned over my life. All of a sudden, the same job that didn't pay me enough yesterday was now able to cover my obligations. I still had a home, food, clothing, and essentials. It was then that I began to have a greater appreciation for what I did have, which has carried me to this point today.
Of course, I've had struggles that I wish didn't occur. Wanted more money in my bank account and wish life had an easy button when it came to much of it. But since that day, I've never taken for granted my ability to put food on the table, live in a warm home with functioning utilities, and meet the financial obligations that are required of my household. As hard as it is sometimes, I have never gone without, and for that, I am truly grateful. And I know that that's not the same for everyone. The main point of this is to understand that being grateful does not always come easy. It's not as simple as Mark Mason makes it sound. It's a matter of perspective and dealing with your own situation in the proper way. It's okay to feel low or down. Times can be tough. But it's also important to realize that the sooner we acknowledge the pain, our journey to gratefulness quickens, which ultimately leads to happiness. That is much more than a couple of sentences can explain. Beginning this season, the final segment of each episode will be called The Parting Flame. This typically will be a shorter segment unrelated to the main topic, where I'll share something that caught my attention since the last pod. Hopefully this will feel like a nice little tidbit that you can take with you until we speak again. Today's parting flame comes from a quote I heard during a recent episode of the Star Wars television show, The Book of Boba Fett. Star Wars is one of my favorite entertainment franchises of all time, and I hope to incorporate some of my fandom into future episodes. There is a scene that struck me while watching it a couple of weeks ago. In the scene, a warrior named the Mandalorian is being trained by a peer of his to use a new and dangerous weapon. In order to wield the weapon, he is told by his instructor that he needs to let go of all distractions and become one with the weapon, for it cannot be properly controlled by sheer will or brute force. The Mandalorian continues to struggle using the weapon by repeatedly utilizing his physical strength to control the weapon to no avail. Frustrated, the instructor says to him, persistence without insight will lead to the same outcome. I thought that was a powerful statement and I made a point to type it into my notes on my phone so I wouldn't forget it. What is the point of failure if we refuse to learn from it? I know many of us were taught to power through situations or that there is only one pathway to success. But if we tried all we can to overcome something and it doesn't work out, wouldn't it be wise to try another technique? Failure is often our greatest teacher, another Star Wars quote, by the way. Through failure, we gain insight into what to avoid when trying to accomplish our goals. Let's all strive for insightful persistence as we become better warriors. And that concludes today's episode of The Fire. We're glad to be back and look forward to pushing things further this year. This episode was written and recorded by myself and produced by Aaron Fritz. Please follow the podcast on Instagram at the fire underscore podcast. Join our Facebook group 
And remember to like, share, and subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. Additionally, if you have any comments or feedback, we welcome you to engage on either of those platforms by leaving a comment or sending a message. You can also visit the podcast website at anchor.fm forward slash the fire hyphen podcast to listen to all of our episodes and even leave a voice message. With that being said, believe in yourself, be safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Have a good one.